0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Limit Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. We have a special show today and joining me in studio, we have several people. First, we're going to start off with my co-host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Mike, how are you? you? Doing well, Chris. What's up, man? This is a good show because this is something that we did last year based on the fact that we had a couple Ducks Unlimited employees, some new employees, um, and some 20-year-long employees who mentioned that they had never been duck hunting. And so I said, all right, put it on your schedule. We're going over to my place in Arkansas. So we had an off-site Ducks Unlimited podcast meeting, and so a part of this group I want each one of these people to introduce themselves real quick and we can get into more of this story.
4: Clay Baird, Senior Media Director. Been here uh, nearly 22 years. This is my first hunt.
0: First hunt story. Instigator of the podcast. That's right. Yeah. The original podcast producer. I am uh, Zach Eshelman.
2: I film here. I'm a digital content specialist. Been here just about a year.
5: And I am Chris Isaac, the new podcast producer and AV engineer. Been here about a year as well.
1: Can oh. you say, is he new if he's been here for a year?
0: Uh, I think in the terms of this particular concept. <laughs> what? <laughs> newer, than, newer than all of us. Right. So, anyway, as we get this this story rolling, you know, Mike and I had this discussion. Um, one thing that I found interesting was talking with Clay. Clay has been here, like you he said, you know, 20 years. Um and when we started, it's like, hey, this would be kind of cool to do a hunt with these people who have never been on a duck hunt. Um, Zach has had hunted a little bit, but not on a duck hunt necessarily. Much more familiar with guns. Um, but, you know, Clay mentioned to me when we brought this up and he's like, well, I'm, I've never been invited on a hunt. And I'm like, what? Now, you've been on hunts. Yeah.
1: And you've probably filmed a thousand been on a lot of them. I was yep. gonna. I was gonna ask you how you had never been invited on a hunt, but you had been on a hunt. So thanks for clarifying that. That was a bit they slick. Never, they never gave me a gun. They never gave him yeah. a gun.
0: We were the ones that gave him the gun. Never <laughs> <that were> trusted. <laughs> so we we kind of we positioned this as you know. W- one of the major things in conservation right now is recruiting new hunters to who, in turn, support conservation. That's a big deal for Ducks Unlimited. It's a big deal for conservation, science, and research. And so we're like, hey, let's go ahead and have this hunt. And so we did this last year. I think it was December 15th and Mm -hmm. 16th. We went over. We hunted an afternoon for Specs. Um, We were hunting over in... Just outside of Stuttgart, Arkansas. And then we got up the next morning and hunted for ducks. But the whole experience i think it was what really kind of made this story and why i wanted to do this podcast um, mike i'll let you go ahead and kind of explain how we got it going and you and i kind of discussing because we were the only two that had really duck hunted before but so we talked a lot before this <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's your, <that's> your cue <laughs> uh, i thought you guys want, were professionals no. yeah. sorry i was perfect
1: right. uh i I was not expecting that question. Um, no I, I don't I don't remember. I was thinking about this as we were you know I knew this was on the schedule and I'll be honest I couldn't I was trying to go through my brain and remember if we hunted just one day or twice but then you said we did ducks mm-hmm. so it did ducks the, the second morning and then geese that afternoon. Um, I don't remember how much the prep work that I don't remember a whole lot about that, to be be (laughs) honest with you. I'm not a whole lot of help right here.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that we (laughs) talked about was, you know, we're going through the steps of introducing someone who's never been in a duck hunting situation where we talked about, first of all, we had to get guns. You know, second of all, we we talked about safety with the guns. Um, You know, and then, hey, you know, are we, you know, how do we handle, you know, these guys have never seen a duck killed? Well, Clay, you had, and you guys have yeah. all seen it on video. but, you know, in real life. And so we we kind of had those conversations with us. I think is interesting that we've had had to have these conversations with, adults. So, it's like, you know, an, an adult, new adult hunter, which would be fantastic for the ranks of Ducks Unlimited in conservation.
1: I do have a uh, a thought here. And, and the reason that I was having difficulty kind of remembering what type of conversation you and I had is that was actually the first time that you and I had hunted together too. It was. And yeah, so, right. and we were at, at your place. And so, my standard approach in that kind of situation is to defer to to the person that has invited me to hunt. I look to them for the guidance, for the, the instructions, and want to follow what is their, um, their typical approach. So, largely, whether I said this or not at the time, I was largely deferring to you on kind of what we were doing and how we were going to get there and have to, to get it all set up. But, yeah, I, we kind of both worked together with the with the guys on safety and, and those types of things. But uh, but anyway, I was just trying to piece that together in my yeah. mind. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I think what's important here is,
0: is a learning learning experience for all of us and even our listeners is, and, and so I'd like to go around to each one of you guys and and see, you know, going into, leading into it, like what were you, one, what was your kind of your expectation, but what was something that you were worried about for, you know, someone to know on the next hunt you take someone? Clay, you want to go ahead and kick that yeah, off?
4: Yeah, yeah. So I guess my big thing was it's a little intimidating, right? Like to go on your first hunt, especially when you're going with season you know, hunters like you and Mike. Um, so it, this really was kind of a very gentle introduction in so many ways because you guys were great, kind of uh, fostering you, you know, us along, uh, holding our hands, so to speak, throughout the whole thing. But not only that, but, you know, we didn't have to pay for any of our gear, right? Like you guys loaned us your gear. There were some old waiters around, you know, so we we, we were all fitted, outfitted. Um, we had guns to shoot, all that stuff. And then on top of that, you know, you guys provided a, or Chris, you provided a place to hunt. Um, And then on top of that, the weather was fantastic, right? It was not super cold. That's true. It was chilly enough to wear a jacket, but it was like really pleasant. It wasn't raining or anything like that. And then, you know, and then the birds were there. Uh, at at least that afternoon. Um, so it was like, it was so easy, man. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really was just a great introduction for all of us really to, to have our first hunt together. And I guess I hadn't realized that you and Mike hadn't hunted together. So it was our, our first hunt all together, all five of us. And, uh, and then on top of that, the camaraderie, right? Like it was, it was really cool. So overall, it was a it was a great experience. But yeah, going into it, I, I definitely was a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, I'd been on hunts before, but and felt a little bit intimidated because I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. And even though I'd you know I'd gone through so much footage in my years here and watching DUTV and 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 other uh, videos and stuff, that it was like I, I was familiar with it, but not intimately familiar, not personally familiar so um it was you know it really was just a first time going out there and experiencing it and and then having the gun in my hands right <laughs> and like and thinking all right i don't want to do anything stupid <laughs> like i'm you know i think the 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 way that we were set up in the blind it was um, chris is on the left far left side and then it was me and then zach was in the middle because zach was a lot more familiar with um you know just just being outdoors and, and handling weapons and things like that. And then Chris was next to him and then Mike. So mm-hmm. we were all really comfortably placed. So we felt, um, and certainly I did, felt pretty comfortable between you and Zach. So I could ask either of you questions and yeah. and uh, kind of be fostered along that way. But yeah, just in general, uh, a little bit nervous, a little bit excited. I definitely wanted to to shoot my first bird. I didn't want to... You know, go there and then come back and have no story at all. (laughs) Fortunately, I did have a story. And then on top of it, Zach brought some, like, his 360 camera.
0: So it was like all of us were able to record, you know, this whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, there's some unreleased footage of this that we need to figure out a way to use at some point in time. Um, (laughs) The appropriate time. The appropriate time. So (laughs) now that's cool, Clay, and and that's a good perspective. And and Zach, did you feel very similar as far as like your expectations? And then were you, was there something that made you uncomfortable? You know? No, nothing really made me uncomfortable. I do think, I think you just
2: removed all the barriers to entry that would normally stop a new hunter. You know, you had all the equipment, the decoys out, you know how to lay out the spread. You got Mike here who can identify any bird, even if it's just a silhouette a mile away. I have tricked him. I have tricked him. (laughs) And uh, so it just made me feel very comfortable where I would struggle. If I just went out on my own, I would definitely struggle with the identification, knowing exactly what I can shoot at you know, and all, all that was basically just removed and, and yeah, it was just, it was really comfortable.
0: Yeah. And, and Chris, I'm sure you felt the exact, and this is the interesting part, like Chris, you were probably the most removed from this whole scenario. You Mm -hmm. know, Clay had seen it happen a million times in video, you know, Zach had been hunting before. He was much more familiar with guns, you know, it's like he was comfortable with that where you were kind of coming into it as a complete, you know, guy off the street. Here's our audio guy right off the street.
5: Yeah. Uh, Growing up, I never hunted, never shot guns. Um, I might have once with a buddy, you know, in high school in like a sand pit or something. (laughs) uh, So uh, prior to a year ago, I would never even heard of Ducks Unlimited before getting this job. So like everything about that trip was a new experience from even just, you know, learning about the schedule and, you know, uh, arriving in the afternoon, hunting seeing how the decoys get set out and then learning I had to get up at like four in the morning to go, <laughs> yeah. you know, out and slug through the field again and <laughs> yeah. set on more decoys. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was a great experience. I mean, I echo what the other two guys said. It was just like, um, it was, it was awesome. A little, you know, a little nerve wracking in terms of like, I'm going to actually be shooting a gun at something and killing it or that's the hope, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just like, Wow. Okay, I've never done this before. How do I load a shotgun? What do I do next? Is this like automatic or do I have to pump it every time? What happens? <laughs> you know, so, yeah, no, it was a great time.
1: I knew we had a pretty big hill to climb with Chris Isaac whenever I saw him come out of the room that morning. And <laughs> okay. Hunter Orange. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Just My kidding. face or my
5: clothes? It <laughs> yeah.
1: was a rough night. You
0: know. Yeah. yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I think
0: that, you know, that's kind of where we, we transitioned. So we went over, you know, I think we left the DU office around, you know, 10, 11, something like that. And we went over there and the expectation was to hunt the afternoon, um, for some white fronts and... Uh, We crawled into the pit. We went through all the gun safety stuff. We Mm. crawled into the pit uh, and immediately had, you know, and I know Mike acted like he deferred to me, but I'm pretty sure within about 20 minutes of being in the the pit, a greenhead flew by and he shot it dead without (laughs) ever
3: calling it out. If
0: I remember correctly. Was it one of those bang, kick him? Was that it? Yeah, (laughs) he called the shot with the shot, which is good. I mean, bird down, bird in hand, which is, you know, for everyone to see it and how it worked out. Uh, But then everyone got to shoot. You know, even that evening, everyone kind of got to um, get some shots off. Um, Clay, you kind of talked about, you know, you you didn't really have a big expectation, but you know, you harvested your first goose that day. Yeah, you know, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah,
4: I was totally stoked. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, gosh, I couldn't have missed it, right? Like it was right in front of the right in front of me. Like you called it, called him in, and you you called the shot. I waited. And, you know, did did the whole protocol? Waited. You called the shot. And yeah, I busted it out. I rolled it out like right in front of us. Um, Dropped it like a bad habit. I did, man, and it it felt awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. And after that, it was just like it
0: was on. You know, I
4: I got I kind of got like the the jitters out of my system, and I was like, all right, bring it on, man. Let's see some more birds.
0: Yeah, was that the same for you guys? Kind of getting that first shot out of the way, and then. You know, I'm still not convinced
5: convinced I actually shot one. (laughs) You got a piece of one. But it felt like the moment I pulled the trigger, whatever bird I was looking at fell down. You got one. There there, there were a couple other people shooting with me, but it, it felt like. That one was mine. Yeah. So it, it I'm was, gonna claim it as mine. It helped that there and, was only um,
1: one bird in that situation. No, <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> there were like five. Yeah. Yes, like, there were. There were. You know.
0: Yeah, and just having everybody, you know, hear the percussion of four or five shotguns going off. Right. Yeah. You know, you'd never been around. that. that. A lot. That's something. You know, everyone did have hearing protection, which was good. But you know, it was kind mm-hmm. of one of those deals where when that goes off, especially, you know, just for the listeners, you know, we were hunting in a pit that's built into the side of a levee. So it's an aluminum uh pit that, you know, if you don't get up and out of that pit, it's pretty loud even with hearing protection. So uh it
1: was so I'm kinda curious, you know, Zach, we, we talked about has hunted before, but had you ever duck hunted before? No,
2: never duck hunted. Um I'm from Pennsylvania originally and there there is waterfowl hunting, but it's not as embedded in the culture as it is down here. Um the only animal I had ever killed was a wild pig once. I went I went pig hunting um in Pennsylvania. But so that's my only one and my experience from that was kind of similar To this, um, what I enjoyed about it because the pig like filled the freezer for for months and months at my house and same thing like the fact that we were able to go hunting, get some geese and then that night cook them on the grill. The exact same ones we just shot. Got to learn about the anatomy from Mike here as he went through and breasted out some ducks. So that was that was my favorite part the going going uh, from one side to the other.
0: Yeah, it was really like a true duck hunting, mm-hmm. goose, goose hunting experience. I think we took a couple of the specs, we marinated them briefly, put them on the grill, seared them, sliced them thin, and even, you know, I think we gave it to Chris Isaac, and he was like, no, that's not a goose. Like, you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was all Okay. It's I, all okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We had to take him to Sonic right after dinner. But it's no big deal. I love I love
5: the poppers. Yeah. The oh poppers yeah. That's right. We did duck poppers. Um. Yeah. The grilled mm-hmm. the grilled goose was was good. And the, it, the uh. And then we had the hearts. That's
1: what that's I was right. wondering yeah, about. Yeah, I could yeah, remember if I pulled the heart out and mm-hmm. we did. It's we did those, those up. on the stove yeah. top.
5: Yeah. We just yeah. Seared, We seared
2: those quick. Yeah.
1: yeah. Those were good. That was. A good I was one.
5: surprised I ate one.
2: But
1: yeah. It's just muscle. Muscle. You're seeing a little bit more of that, people. You know, saving the hearts from from the birds they shoot. Yeah, and and and
0: another thing that we got really got an that you guys got an introduction to. um, And Chris Isaac, you can probably speak to this more than anyone because you even said after all of this, you're like, I I I like hanging out at duck camp. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, because we get over there and you know you get done hunting. Your people are unloading gear. We're popping beers. We build a campfire. Then we sit around the campfire, cook dinner. That it's it is uh, such a sense of camaraderie um, that I think that a lot of hunters talk about. But there's not really something that an outsider knows. Does
5: that that sound right to you? Oh, for sure. It was definitely an unexpected perk of the trip. I I wasn't expecting just to have that much fun hanging out. With us. (laughs) I mean, I guess, you know, going out in the field and working together and shooting guns and, you know, having that connection first and then you get back to the camp and you're just like, you're, you're all like on the equal, like, I'm tired. Let's unwind. Right? And then it's just super chill and yeah. And fun,
4: and yeah, and just also reliving those experiences, yeah. you know, um, from different perspectives and stuff. And you know, one of the things we didn't talk about is that we all shot each other's guns too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So what I what I discovered is, you know, you gave me like the little kid gun.
0: I did. I think I gave <laughs> you the, my twenty gauge, <laughs> but so, I got for Christmas when I was twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it was so easy to shoot, man, and like felt
4: great. And then and then Zach hands me his. We we trade off, and I'm like, God. That was tough. <laughs> right? Like that bruised my shoulder, oh, man. Why is it so heavy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was happy to exchange back with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that was a good experience for everyone. We got to do that. Um, you know, anything else, Mike? That really pops up.
1: Well, yeah. The, the I think we have. Some photos from the night. So we got over there that day, we oh hunted boy. that afternoon. <laughs> and then you talked about the camaraderie and we were popping some beers and we had eaten. And then we all go out to the fire pit. The weather was wonderful. And we were exchanging in, you know, just like high level, highbrow conversations about. About duck ecology, waterfowl conservation, all that you and Super I were, just, you know, just stuff. going yeah. back and forth. Somebody captured a photo, and it started to circulate after the trip. And <laughs> I think, I think, I think it was Chris Isaac that was dead asleep. Yep. <laughs>
3: yeah. and yep. Chris
1: and I were just in fevered conversation, almost like debate is what it looked like. I think and we so, could thank Zach exactly for the,
2: middle the yep. <laughs> I, was, I was straight across and Chris <laughs> passed just out, out.
1: asleep,
0: and it's
5: like, wow.
2: He has
0: that to listen a... to us talk about ducks all the time at work. So then we took him out to
1: go have fun and made him listen to us talk about ducks. <laughs> he was out. He's out. Um, I've that. heard that conversation before. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that that's always a good time. You, you have some conversations there where um I, you just here at work, we're around one another all the time, but we're all dealing with with tasks and responsibilities and deadlines and have to get this done and have to get that done mm-hmm. and and it was cool to be in a different setting with the people that that you work with and and I think that's also sort of a testament to the sort of the the I cool relationship that we all have as a team of, of employees here that work together to produce a shared product, you know, and so not to sound cheeky, but it is, it's yeah. true. And we all work well together. And I think we enjoy being around one another and all working in unison towards sort of a common goal. It's pretty cool. And to experience that, Outside of work, is uh, adds to it. Yeah. It was,
4: and we actually got some work done while we were there. We talked about some, you know, yeah, uh, some things that we had on the horizon and things like that too. But I think most importantly, it was like, all right, now me, Chris, and Zach know what this is about, right? Mm-hmm. So it's you know, we 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 all we all got a bird, and well, Chris is debatable. We're not. We're still not sure about that. <laughs> oh, he got one, um, <laughs> and then I at and least th- got a decoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I remember thinking this is what it's about. Like I get it now. Like I, I've always thought duck hunters are crazy, right? Like you, you wake up way too early in the morning. There's a lot of gear, like and and just for the hopes of getting it, you're not guaranteed anything. You're not guaranteed to see anything. And I've always used that word crazy, you know, to to describe duck hunters. Um, but I get it. Right, I get it. Like especially after that, and I, and I can't wait to get out again too. And you know, we were talking about this earlier too, Chris. It's like once I got that first bird and got that out of my system, I was like, I wanted to shoot any, any cripples that were down there. Yeah. Like, if there are
0: any cripples in the way, I'll take care of them. I got them. Yeah, we had dropped a couple of birds and their heads popped up and uh, we're like, Clay, handle those <laughs> yeah. up. I got it. He started start getting pretty comfortable with it. <laughs> I still couldn't hit them <laughs> <laughs> you, you shot a decoy or two Yeah I do remember that My decoys still have some holes in them But that's alright <laughs> that's, that's what they're, they're there for them. It's fine That's, right. that's fine uh, But yeah I'm, I was just curious You know With this whole situation When you guys went home You know To your to your wives And like What I mean What was your Story that you told them That like surprised them Breakfast <laughs> breakfast.
1: <laughs> what or the fact that you were able to get breakfast. up for breakfast? Lack okay. of breakfast. <laughs> yeah,
0: we we did. Yeah, we didn't do a little breakfast. It was like a uh, grabbing, grab a little yeah pop we tarts tried to. or
5: something did we? We tried to. We tried to do breakfast. I can't believe you guys don't remember. this. the night before.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's Chris right. And the oh, that's and, right. and the
2: eggs like went um, down the whole stove. That's <laughs> right. <the eggs.
3: laughs> remember the, the pan fellow? I do remember. It didn't it fall that. over. He had just mixed no, the eggs up. It didn't he fall set, over. See, he it, said, melted melted. No, it melted through. Yes. melted. That's he, right. Yeah,
2: he put all the eggs into a plastic bowl and set it on the hot stove. <laughs> and
3: then turned, the wrong, <laughs> then turned the wrong burner on. That's right. we egg everywhere. We had big
0: breakfast burritos. We were going to have them in the morning, warm up in the oven, put them in your blind bag. It was going to be perfect. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone out there has done that before. Yeah. You know, I'd probably, I think I'd mixed up like <laughs> eight or 10, 12 eggs in that plastic container and then turned the burner on and set the, set the eggs on the hot burner and it melted all over the top yeah. of the stove. And then, we, then, then you spend 45 minutes cleaning stuff. Yeah. So no, yeah. that's right. That, I'm, I'm really kind That's of mad. Rough. You remember that? But who <laughs> who, who was it the
2: that highlight. used to work at the appliance store that knew how to take the oven uh, apart? That was, uh, that was, that me. was Mike. Okay. Yeah.
1: Dr. Mike yeah. brought his parents appliance old, store the Parents owned an appliance store and so just popped that lid up there <laughs> and, and everybody was shocked. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know they would do that.
0: What about so. you, Zach? What was the most memorable part of that kind of new intro experience? Um it was
2: really just the camaraderie and getting to know the whole thing and it it has been infinitely useful now that i'm filming a lot of hunts like if i didn't have that experience where i could not be filming it and kind of understand the dynamic of where everything's supposed to go um, that would make it a much bigger struggle to go out and join people that i don't know and film it uh successfully so it, it was mainly just that it was learning the entire process getting a feel for it to where i can interact more comfortably with duck hunters uh and not feel so much like i'm an outsider
4: yeah no, that's awesome yeah, and you have an experience to share. Um mine is, you know, uh, I remember when I first got home and my wife said said to me, so how was it? And my my first words were first shot, first kill. <laughs> like I was stoked because like, I mean, it was like, I'm not used to shooting guns. That's just not me. You know, I'm an I'm an indoors kid, so to speak, 47 year old indoors kid. <laughs> and uh so it was cool it was like I mean heck but I couldn't have missed her. Right? I mean it was right it was right there. I yeah. mean how many yards was that? I, out? Yeah. You can still, still miss yeah. those. Yeah. Everybody Surprised. misses those.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a lot has to come together there for sure.
4: So I I was kind of like you know I th- I thought about that for a while you know. I mean that sustained me over the past year. That, uh, that that that's the one I got It was a beaut
0: Yeah and I, I think the main takeaway from this uh, For me which is why I was like Hey we got to do this podcast And you, some of you were kind of groaning about it And not wanting to put on the schedule Was to encourage hunters Seasoned hunters To reach out to someone yeah. Even if they think that they don't want to go um, You know for I worked with Clay for 15 years And I never invited him either you know, mainly because I was like, that's an indoor kid. (laughs) I put out that vibe. You put out that vibe. But when I did extend the invitation, he was fired up. He came, he enjoyed it. Um, And so any hunters out there, as we continue to try and grow the ranks, um, you know, make sure you extend that invite and and there's a process to do it. Hopefully this conversation helps. um, As not, this may not be the perfect process, but, you know, it's something, you know, kind of an educational thing. Mike, you can speak to that while we were out there. I mean, you were, you know, talking about Rice habitat, and, you know, you kind of put the the doctor hat on even while we were out there identifying birds and talking to these guys about stuff like that.
1: That's one of the things that I really enjoy. Um, the, The position I'm in, the experiences I've had allows me to do that. Uh, to share information beyond just hunting to try to connect the places that we are, the type of habitat that we're, that we're hunting in, why we chose a particular place, what's waterfowl behavior like at a certain time and and place. And of course, hunters get that also being out there and studying the birds, but uh, it's, that's, I don't know. I, I enjoy doing that and I, I hope the the people that I share that with enjoy it. What I can what I can say is it just so happens that here recently I had another opportunity to mentor a first time hunter to to be in the blind with a first time hunter it was a it was a it was a woman a PhD student at LSU and we're going to have a, a podcast forthcoming about that and that was a different experience because that because because she brought a different background to to her involvement in wanting to hunt for the first time and and different from what you guys did. So there, there are obviously some common denominators when introducing a new hunter to the activity, gun safety, hunter safety, all of that, all of that is at the top of the list anytime you're you're doing this. But then also the way you approach it, the way you talk about it, recognizing what their, what, what Whether they have any anxiety about it and what may be the source of that anxiety, to me, is important as a, as a person in the position of introducing someone to it to be aware of so that you can try to relate to it and help them through some of whatever anxiety may exist and it comes from different places and uh, some may be reluctant to kill an animal Uh but they want to experience that because they're in this, in the field of conservation and want to be able to relate to, to hunters. And, you know, uh, there's just a lot of different, there's a lot of different reasons for people to want to try to, to try hunting. And they come from all different backgrounds and experiences. And I think it's important to be aware of that when you're introducing someone to it so that you can kind of acknowledge their position, their perspective and, Enjoy. I think if you do that, you enjoy that experience with that person a whole lot more than just them experiencing it. Because it was it was memorable for me, um, seeing your reactions to shooting your first bird and your enjoyment of the evenings and the camaraderie <laughs> and um, those things are 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 memories that 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 I'll take forever. Yeah. So
0: and I think we talk about introducing youth hunters so much. Uh, which is awesome. That's it a great is. thing to do, yep. but there's still something out there to introduce people because I can guarantee it, and you guys can all speak to this, not one of you after that hunt went and ordered a bunch of decoys. Like <laughs> right. you're, you're not yeah. you're yeah. not packing your garage. You guys <clears throat> may not be the avid hunter, but what this does is it gives you a perspective of, you know, when DU is talking about waterfowling heritage. And conserving habitat for waterfowl, so when we go over to Arkansas, we can see, mm-hmm. and we drove around and saw just yeah. tons of birds. So, um, you know, I think that's what's the biggest takeaway, that you're not necessarily creating a, a veteran waterfowl hunter that's going to hunt every day, and, you know, all these guys are worried that's about right. someone stealing their spot, and then, you know, that's that's ridiculous. It's more about just teaching people about what you do, so you have a better understanding. Um, and do you think that changed for you, Clay?
4: Yeah, Definitely. It definitely did. I mean, now that you've I, got I, blood on your hands, yeah. And I want—I want to go again, right? And I even have have talked to my my sons. I got you know, I got a 16 year old and uh, and a nine year old, and then a 15 year old nephew. And I've talked to them about it. I'm like, would you guys be interested in going out if, you know, if I could get us on a hunt? And you know, a couple of them are like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And I'm like, all right. I mean, like, like that sounds awesome to me. Um, but you're right. I'm not going to go out, and I'm not going to buy a bunch of stuff. I might buy a couple of things. Yeah. You know, um, if I think I'm going to go a couple of times, you know, at least throughout the year, I'm not at all opposed to that because um, I would like to go regularly, you know, not not uh, regularly <laughs> as you would define the word, <laughs> but, um, you know, a few times a yeah. season would be really cool.
0: Yeah. And do you, you pretty much feel the same way, Zach?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And what it did for me is, I mean, it really helped now if I'm driving across Arkansas or I'm driving wherever it's kind of changed my mindset of the way I look at the landscape now I'm looking at the spots that birds are landing where they're going to be going and stuff uh just just getting gaining that knowledge it kind of just changes your perspective a little bit of uh of the world as you' you're going around
0: now that's a waterfowler thing to do so you're slowing down looking at mm-hmm. birds on the on the road <laughs> yeah that, that, that now you're really getting into it. I was able to point out a
5: blind the other day yeah we're, we were go. driving down to do an interview at Rich and and um I was looking around I was like oh What's that square shape? That's a strange <laughs> thing in the middle of the water. I know what that is. That's a, I know exactly that's a what that is. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. Yeah, well, that this good. has
1: been great. Mike, do you have anything else to add before we uh, hop out of here? Well, Chris, what I would say is and you kind of brought this up whenever you were saying that just because you take a person hunting for the first time does not all of a sudden make them a seasoned waterfowl hunter. There's a, there's a lot more that's required for that person to get from that first hunt to a point where they are comfortable doing it on their own and then becoming a mentor to other people as well. That's something that that I think as a community, we probably haven't thought a whole lot about. I mean, I know we've thought a lot about it, but I don't know that we see programs are effective at taking people from hunt number one to hunt number two, and then transitioning to a point of hunter independence, you could say, where they are able to do it on their own and a lot of that is going to depend on what age bracket they're in. If it's uh, if they're college kids, uh, high school kids, that have a lot more spare time. It probably is a little bit easier for them to to explore and try and fail. But if you're an adult and you have a lot of things pulling at you for your time, you're not going to have as much opportunity to to kind of do that on your own because there is still a barrier to you becoming that seasoned, independent waterfowl hunter. And I don't, there's not a lot of programs out there to really assist that. So I think what it means is you have to find a way to to invite yourself on additional (laughs) hunts Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) until you develop that. And, And then somewhere along the way, you begin to see the decisions that the person is making with regard to where you're hunting, how you're putting the decoys out, what kind of decoys you're using, gun selection, shot shell selection, a whole host of things. You can't get all of that on just one hunt. There's a lot more that goes into it. It after that, so I just wanted to make that point that we'll have to take them hunting uh, more. That's Please. that's the, yeah, the that, that's the take home, and and you'll need somebody else there to help. And so I'm happy to do that, Chris. Yep, we'll so.
0: schedule <laughs> another one because I think it's fun. It sounds like we got to get yeah. one for Clay and, and his kids lined up as well. And as we're we're airing this on on Thanksgiving, and and everyone is possibly listening to it and sitting around the table, um, family and friends, um, it'd probably be a good idea. You know, maybe you're at a Thanksgiving with. Uh, you know, a hundred people sitting around the table, or maybe you're there with just five or six or just two or one, whatever, you know, look around the table or, or look around during this time when people are spending time with family and just think, man, I wonder if I asked this person to go duck hunting, would they be interested in going? And, and you may not turn someone into a lifelong waterfowler, but at least you'll let people know, you know, why you're trying to skip out on Thanksgiving dinner early to go duck hunting. Cause I've done that <laughs> before too. Uh, so you know, just keep that in mind that, you know, as we talk about introducing hunters, it's not always young kids. It can be anyone. I mean, it can be 20-year employees of Ducks Unlimited, you know, that that now has a different appreciation for um, going hunting and seeing that process and now potentially passing that on to kids. So, um, everyone, just, just keep that in mind during the holiday season, and I just want to say thanks, guys, for coming on. Um, it's been great you guys sharing your story. Um, and wish everyone out there happy Thanksgiving.
5: Yeah, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: I enjoyed it, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. I'd like to thank my guests Clay Baird, Zach Asherman, and Chris Isaac, along with my co-host Dr. Mike Brazier, for coming on here today and talking about you know some of their first experiences hunting, and Mike talking about you know introducing people to the you know waterfowling heritage. I'd like to thank our producer for not only coming on the show but also putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us on the U Podcast and supporting Wetlands Conservation. Happy Thanksgiving. Come on,
3: come on, come on.